Hello everyone, Gabrielle Mirabella here. Before we begin, we would like to thank our generous sustaining sponsors over on Patreon.com. Your donations go directly towards the musical theater and TV film artists you hear on our program. And you, you literally keep our show running. Wait a minute. That's what our Patreon sponsors do? They support our performers and pay for things like our hosting platform and website? That's exactly what they do, composer Ernie Bird. That's incredible. We should thank them. It, that, 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 that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah, but words are one thing. Why not thank them with music? What do you have in mind? How about this? Today's very special episode is dedicated to two of our top sustaining sponsors, Susan and Jim Birch. To thank these folks for their generous support, today's episode will feature their favorite historical woman. And one brand new song. And if you want to know how you can choose your own future episode, head over to whatwillshedo.com slash donate and click on the link for our Patreon page. While you're there, you can also drop us a donation. Ready to start the episode, Ernie? Let's do this. Yeah! Hello, and welcome to a special Patreon edition episode of What Will She Do Next? I'm your host, Gabrielle Mirabella, and together with composer Ernie Bird, we've created a podcast that celebrates some of our favorite historical women. On today's episode, we examine the life of First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, American diplomat and social activist. Fantastic. And today's very special guest star is Alan Eisenberg. Hey, everyone. This episode was written by myself with music and production by Ernie Bird. Enjoy. Act One, The Life of Eleanor Roosevelt, Diplomat, Activist, and the 32nd First Lady of the United States of America. Eleanor Roosevelt was born on October 11, 1884, in New York City. Although born into great wealth and privilege, Eleanor's childhood took a tragic turn when at the age of eight years old, her mother passed away, followed shortly by her father just two years later. Now orphaned at the age of 10 years old, Eleanor was sent away from her home to a boarding school in London. Lucky for Eleanor, the headmistress of this school, Marie, was in favor of teaching young girls to be curious, independently-minded thinkers, not something headmistresses were known to teach young women back in the late 1800s. Eleanor's curiosity and a love for learning led her to form a deep appreciation of languages, cultures, and most of all, people. Let's fast forward a few years to March 17, 1905. Eleanor is now an adult at 21 years old and is standing at the giant doors of St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. 
It's here on this sunny morning that Eleanor will marry a young man named Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Soon after they wed, the young couple will welcome many children into their lives, and Eleanor's journey through marriage, motherhood, and social activism would soon begin. But no time to rest here. Let's keep moving. It's now March 4th, 1933, about 28 years later, and Eleanor's life takes a drastic new turn. Eleanor is now 49 years old when her husband Franklin is inaugurated as the 32nd president of the United States of America, making her the first lady. Now, up until this point, the position of first lady was traditionally seen as a supportive role for the president. Their work was based in the home, and her opinions as first lady were not often heard in public. But this traditional silent role didn't sit well with Eleanor. She envisioned herself as a new kind of first lady, a first lady with a lot to say. First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt was on the move. With no time to stay at home and rest, she continued her work as a social activist, doing what she could to make her country a more fair and equitable place for all Americans. During this time, Eleanor is best remembered for her work in the support of women's equality and of black Americans seeking their rights during the civil rights movement. Let's pause on Eleanor's journey for just a moment as we dive into a major historical event known as World War II. Now, while we speak about this war, things will get a touch heavy and sad. But don't worry, we'll get back to Eleanor in just a moment. The year is now 1939, and with it begins the Second World War, an international conflict fought between two major groups of countries, the Allied and the Axis forces. And at the center of this conflict is the nation of Germany. German forces, led by a cruel and hateful group of people known as the Nazi Party, begin an attempt at eliminating other groups of people they did not seem fit to be German. They use their powers of racism and lies to hurt and kill many of these people, including individuals that were Jewish, Roma, LGBTQ+, and those with mental and physical disabilities. By the end of World War II, over 6 million Jewish people were killed during a period we now refer to as the Holocaust. Thankfully, after many years of fighting and destruction, the German forces finally surrendered to the Allied powers, and the horrible events of the past six years were over. But even though the fighting had ceased, the people of the world were forever changed. Many questions were asked during this period. Questions such as, how could this have happened? How could so many people die based solely on racism and bias? And most importantly, how can we as a global community make sure this never happens again in the future? 
It is now December 1945, just months after the end of the war, and we find Eleanor Roosevelt in a very new position of power. Her husband, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, has sadly passed away, and she is no longer acting First Lady. But that doesn't mean she is ready to sit back and rest. Eleanor is a powerful leader, and because of this, she is soon appointed as a delegate to the newly formed group called the United Nations, an international organization committed to peace following the events of World War II. The Assembly soon get to work drafting a new and important declaration called the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, a treaty that will very clearly combat future racism, hate, and war. And amongst its many authors is Eleanor herself. Quiet, please. Let this General Assembly of the United Nations now come to order. Let's listen in as Eleanor Roosevelt introduces the Declaration of Human Rights to the gathered press and to the world. I come to you today with a soaring declaration, a radical idea, a resounding revelation that all human beings are born equal and free in our allied worldwide global family. To affirm these words brought forth by these United Nations and to assure that the atrocities of World War II may never happen again, I suggest we now begin an exciting new effort. We shall come together as a group and begin a musical number. Now who's going to join me? How about you, Mr. Reporter? Who, me, Ms. Roosevelt? Yes, you. We need you to broadcast these words all across the world. Is that clear, Mr. Reporter? I think so, Ms. Roosevelt. Oh, thinking isn't good enough at a time like this. You must feel these words. You must have conviction. Conviction? Conviction. The power to stand firm in your belief. The belief in a universal respect for all people without distinction of race, sex, language, or religion. Are you ready, Mr. Reporter? My name is Thomas, and yes, I'm ready. And the rest of you? And to all you listening out there, please sing along. Every one of you has an important voice, and we want to hear it. Let's go! Building peace in this broken world is a bit like building a home. You need three things, three essential things, to make that home be known. First you need a plan and two strong hands to let the dream take wing. Then lay the foundation with communication and <laughs> bada bing, time to sing. What are we building? Peace on earth.
questions. Thomas. Ms. Roosevelt, you use the term humankind in lieu of the term mankind. Why? Why? Because seeing humankind is an important distinction that will ensure the rights of women and children as well as men. And you can thank my colleague Hansa Mehta of India for bringing that to my attention. Were there other women on the drafting board, Miss Roosevelt? Why, of course there were. Women like Minerva Bernardino, Bingham Shasti Ikramola, and Maria Lonlefasho. Need me to repeat that, Thomas? No. Good, because I'm not done singing. While building peace, like building that home, remember most of all. Most of all. You need those things, those essential things, to keep it standing tall. Stand tall. Because without a plan and without those hands, our cause is a hopeless thing. Oh no. So link the nation with communication, then hear them sing. Hear us sing. Hear us sing. What are we building?
united efforts of the United Nations, Eleanor Roosevelt put into place a declaration that would forever uphold the rights of human beings all across the world. Eleanor Roosevelt passed away on November 7, 1962, in New York City, at the age of 78 years old. Eleanor Roosevelt used her education, social privileges, and intellect to help the world around her. Like Eleanor, we have the power to create a safe, inclusive world for every person we meet. So, I wonder... What will you do next? What are we building? Peace on Earth. How are we building it? Peace by peace. When do we start? It's starting soon. And who will unite us? Tell me who. It will be her and him and them and me. And yes, it will be you. Till bit by bit and day by day, we'll build that world.